It's always a privilege um, to be able to share some things from the Word of God, and uh, I count it a privilege this morning as we try to draw some things from God's Word that will make a difference in our lives. It seems to me that that should always be our, our goal. When we assemble for, for worship, for study, we should always have the idea that we are going to improve ourselves by the things that we learn from God's Word and thus be, be pleasing in His sight and thus look forward to a reward in heaven. Signs along the way. We are all quite familiar with signs along the road we travel. And uh, they can be described in a number of ways. Some of the signs um, are information. Some of the signs are instruction. And some of the signs are warnings. For example, as we think about information, we're traveling down the highway and we see a sign that says, we are on Highway 3. So if that's a highway we want to be on, we know that we're right. And, it's, and that provides us with information. When the highway ch- turns, there will be a sign that tells us that that highway is going to turn, either to the right or to the left. Information. But as well, it can be sort of uh, instruction as well. And so we have, uh, we have things that will tell us that it's uh, so many kilometers to the next town. It'll give us then even the name of the town. It also will provide us, as we're going along the highway, it will tell us the speed limit. So you can be within the law. And so those are, those are examples of information. But there are also, also some that we would describe as instruction. So we're driving down the highway, the Trans-Canada, and it is, it's, the speed limit is set at 110. And all of a sudden we come across a sign that the sign says, reduce your speed to 100. That's instruction. And sometimes it will even say, reduce your speed to 80 kilometers. Again, instruction. And then there might be a sign that says there is construction ahead, reduce your speed to 60. We might see a sign that says a detour detour is coming up and you have to go to the left. Or it might say that the left lane or the right lane is closed, so move over. All instruction. All very important instruction, by the way. But along the highway, there's also some warnings. If you've traveled in the mountains, Then you have seen these signs. It will say a curve ahead, slow to 60, 
or slow to 50. And when you've rounded that corner, you might have observed on the highway some skid marks on the highway. And you recognize right off that somebody didn't take the warning. (laughs) They thought that it didn't matter if they went 70 instead of 60. And all of a sudden, their vehicle began to slide as they came around the corner. Along the way, you meet up with a police officer. And you are assured that he is there for a reason. To enforce the laws that have been put in place. And sometimes, as you approach, you see the flashing lights. And again, it's a warning saying, slow down. But this morning, we're not talking about driving down the Trans-Canada Highway or Highway 3 or Highway 13 or any of the other numbered of highways that we have in our province. We're talking about traveling along the way. In our reading this morning from Matthew chapter chapter 7, Jesus talks about two different ways. He talks about a way that is narrow and a way that is broad. And he reminds us in the reading that there's few go on the narrow way, and there are lots going on the broad way. You may already be aware that within the pages of the Bible, the church is referred to as the way. I want to notice with you some passages that spell that out for us this morning. In John chapter 9 and verse 2, this is what it says. Well, I'll read verse 1 along with. Now Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked for letters from him to the synagogues at Damascus, so that if he found any who belonged to the way, both men and women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. Acts chapter 19. And verse 23. And about that time there arose no small disturbance concerning the way. Chapter 22 and verse 4. And I persecuted this way, Paul speaking, I persecuted this way to the death, binding and putting both men and women 
into prison. Chapter 24, verse 14. But this I admit to you that according to the way which they call a sect, I do serve. The God of our fathers, believing everything that is in accordance with the law and that is written in the prophets. Verse 22 of 24. And Felix, having a more excellent knowledge about the way, put them off, saying, When Lysias, the commander, comes down, I will decide your case. So it's interesting. It's interesting that the church is described as the way. the way. When you think about the way, you think about the fact that you are going somewhere and you've come from somewhere. This morning, as we sit here in this facility, Physically, we have come from a lot of different places. But spiritually, we have also come from different spots in life when we've decided that Christianity was something that we wanted to be a part of. And so we made a decision that that's what we were going to do, and we were, we were going to get on side with those who are called Christians. Because we were headed to heaven. We are on the way to someplace better than this. It's also interesting to me that the Bible provides us with some information. And so... One of the passages of scripture from the Apostle Paul that I, I take a great deal of pleasure in, in knowing is Romans chapter 15 and verse 4 where Paul says, For whatever was written in earlier times was written for our instruction that through perseverance and the encouragement of the scriptures we might have hope. In Proverbs chapter 1 and verse 7, it says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. But some of the information that we have in Scripture is rather interesting because we'll go to the book of Genesis and we find about the creation of the world that we live in. We find how, how God commanded those things to come into existence. We also find some instruction in the Garden of Eden as he places Adam and Eve in that garden. 
And he reminds them that the trees in the garden are for their, for their, uh, for their enjoyment. Except the one that's in the middle of the garden, you shall not eat from it. And so not only was there some instruction, but there was also some warning. When the children of Israel had been taken into captivity into Egypt, and Moses had returned to deliver his people from bondage, God had instructed him concerning some plagues that would be given to convince Pharaoh that he should let God's people go. They went through nine of them. Terrible things happened. God said to Moses, there's one more. There's one more. Tell the people to kill a a lamb, slaughter it, prepare it for a meal. Take the blood and sprinkle it upon the doorpost and the lintel of the house. Make sure you stay in the house because tonight the eldest that the blood is not sprinkled will die. The scripture says after midnight there was great wailing in the country. Why? Because Pharaoh and his followers didn't believe in doing what God had told them. So the eldest died that night. And so he said, you can go. Under the leadership of Joshua, as the children of Israel approached the promised land, as they came to the Jordan River, the scripture says that it was Flood season. Kathy and I had the privilege of seeing the Jordan River. It wasn't flooding at that point in time, but we saw it. God gives Joshua some instruction, and he says to Joshua, Take the priests that are carrying the Ark of the Covenant, And have them march into the water. I don't know. I don't know about you. I don't know if you've. I don't know if you've read that. I don't know if you've read that account lately. I'd encourage you to. I'd encourage you to look at it. Put yourself. Put yourself at one of the head priests that were leading that, carrying that ark that day. And you're walking into a flooded river. The scripture says that when that, those priests that were up front, when their feet touched the water, the water divided, and they walked through on dry ground. That's what the scripture says. I can imagine these guys, you know, they never broke step, (laughs) you know. They just marched in like Joshua told them to do. And when that 
Front guys, their feet touched the water, the water divided, and they just kept right on walking. Instructions from the scripture. In Joshua chapter 23 and verse 6, it says, Be very firm then to keep and to do all that is written in the book of the law of, the, of Moses, so that you may not turn aside from it to the right hand or to the left. A warning. Warning from Joshua. I can imagine, I can imagine that one of the reasons why he was very confident about making such a statement as he had witnessed, he had witnessed what it was like to do exactly what God said. And so he says, don't stay, stay, a, stay a true course with God's word. Don't veer to the left or to the right. Paul would say in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 33, do not be deceived, bad company corrupts good morals. It's one of the reasons that I far sooner associate with my brothers and sisters in Christ than with the people of the world. I would sooner be influenced by those who want to be servants of God than influenced by those who want to be servants of the devil. John wrote in 1 John chapter 2 and verse 15, do not love the world nor the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Mark chapter 16. Verse 15. And he said to them, go into the world and preach the gospel to all creation. He who has believed and has been baptized shall be saved, but he who has disbelieved shall be condemned. First Peter. Chapter 5 and verse 8. Be of sober spirit, be on the alert. Your adversary, the devil, prowls about like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 11. Put on the full armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes 
of the devil. Second Peter chapter 3 verses 17 and 18. You therefore, beloved, knowing this beforehand, be on your guard, lest, being carried away by the error of unprincipled men, you fall from your own steadfastness. But grow in the grace and knowledge of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To him be the glory, both now and in the day of eternity. In the book of Revelation, John would, would write these words as he, as he brought this revelation to a conclusion in chapter 22 and verse 17. He says, The Spirit and the bride say, Come, and let the one who hears say, Come, and let the one who is thirsty come. Let the one who wishes to take the water of life without cost. I testify to everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book, if anyone adds to them, God shall add to him the plagues which are written in this book. If anyone takes away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part of the tree of life and from the holy city which are written in this book. Jesus would say, as he left instruction and comfort with his disciples before he left. In John chapter 14, in the first few verses, he says, let not your heart be troubled. Believe God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many dwelling places, and if it were not so, I would have told you, for I Go to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And you know the way where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going. How should we know the way? And Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. Along the spiritual highway of life, there are many signs. Some are informational, some are instruction, and some are warnings. But it behooves us as Christians to spend time in the book that describes those things for us. So we're able to do and to be what God wants us to be. John, after he had spent his time with Jesus, 
And I mean, it must have been for him and for the rest of the disciples an absolute marvelous experience to spend the three years they did with him. And so John would write, after he had composed most of the gospel account of the life of Jesus, he would say this. John chapter 20, verses 30 and 31. Many other signs, therefore Jesus also performed in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these have been written, that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing, you may have life in his name. So my encouragement for you this morning, as you go along the spiritual highway of life, you make sure that you pay attention to the signs. Because when you pay attention to the signs and you keep on the straight and narrow way, you will hear the words, well done, thou good and faithful servant.